Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Michelle Ferre and Bridget Spackman, and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. Y'all, it's our podcast birthday. We're going to party birthday. like it's your birthday. <laughs> Today's episode is super special. It is the one year anniversary of our podcast. We are going to be reflecting on the experience and kind of share what we have loved and some of the challenges that we've had to overcome and just really reflect on how wonderful of a venture this has been for the two of us. Yeah, I definitely like reflecting. I think it's a really valuable thing to sit down and just kind of think about the year in general. So I can't wait to do that with you, Michelle. It's going to be fun. But first, let's hear from Emily on her time-sucking hurdle. She says, my time-sucking hurdle is working on a on a collaborative team. Hear me out first is what she says. Distance learning means that we have to work on a team like never before. As a grade level, we pre-record videos and make activities for our students each week. We decide to split up subjects to make life easier. Don't get me wrong, I love working with my coworkers and I love getting to plan and bounce ideas off with of them. But I don't love waiting until Saturday at 6 p.m. to receive my lesson videos assignments. Then having to stay up late on Saturday or wake up early on a Sunday to link assignments and videos, then post to our website. Sometimes I wish I could just do it all myself so that I could get it done faster. Any suggestions? P.S. You are both the best and I listen to your podcast on my long commute to work. Thank you for all that you do. Oh, Emily, thank you. Yeah, we promise um, she actually wrote that. Like we did not make that up and put it in there. (laughs) Thank you, Emily. Very, very sweet of you. In terms of suggestions, because I have been struggling with the same thing. I'll be honest, when I first started as a teacher, I basically did everything myself because I struggled to trust other people to do it the way that I wanted. But since then, I have formed a better relationship with my team and we are able to collaborate more. But I had the same issue. I was getting assignments really late and it caused me stress. And part of me was like, well, I'd rather just do it myself so I can get it done faster. But The reality is being able to work together does save a lot of time. One thing we started implementing is kind of a deadline for when assignments needed to be done. Now, our week, because of us being virtual, is a little bit different. We have like a regular day, Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday is a half day, and we're really not doing any lessons. It's kind of more like intervention time. Kids go to strings and band and chorus and all of that. And then we have regular days, Thursday, Friday. So because of that, our week is kind of split in half. And we have decided as a team, Monday and Tuesday's lessons need to be done by, I think we said like Friday afternoon. And then Thursday, Friday's lessons need to be done by Tuesday afternoon. So that way everyone's on the same page as to when the lessons need to be done. So my suggestion for you, Emily, would be when you have your next collaborative planning session as a team, kind of express like, hey, I feel like we all need to be on the same page for when lessons need to be done in order to alleviate stress. So what is a realistic time frame that we think we could stick to? And that way it's something you all decide on as a team. And hopefully that should help to, you know, alleviate some of those feelings. Those are great tips. Okay, guys, so let's get started. 
And so we want to talk a little bit about like why we started this podcast. And I have to be honest with you, like I specifically remember Michelle, like I remember like being in the grocery store pre-COVID, obviously. And I had you in my ears because I was my AirPods. And we, I was just like, man, wouldn't it be fun if we just like did a podcast? I had recently gotten it really into like listening to podcasts, all types, mainly murder podcasts, but I was like listening to all kinds of podcasts. And I was like, that would be so fun because let's be real. We are both on YouTube and I feel like we get a little burnt out with video sometimes. And I felt like podcast was just such a cool other element. It was something different. And I just think it's so much better to do it with someone else so that you can kind of bounce back and forth off of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now keep in mind y'all when we're talking about, yeah, we had this idea to a pod to do a podcast this was like a year before we actually started it. We had been discussing this as a possibility for an entire year. And like Bridget said, we loved the idea of podcasting because with YouTube, you have to like get dressed up and do your hair mm-hmm. and do your makeup. But with podcasting, no one sees what you look like. So currently, I know I'm in sweatpants and a sweatshirt and fuzzy socks, and I have not washed my hair yet today. And I love it. Bridget. I've got my Christmas jammies on. So we loved the idea of having a podcast because it would alleviate some of that stress that we experience with YouTube. And then we also felt like we both have very different perspectives on things. Like Bridget is a mom and I'm not. Our school experiences are very different. And so we thought having a podcast together would be like kind of blending the best of both worlds, you know, like having these different perspectives. And I think the original idea that we had is we were going to discuss whatever topic was kind of trending in education at that time and then give our opinions. Since we have these different perspectives, we could kind of share like, yeah, like here's what I think about that. Oh, but what about this? And we kind of reflected on like, what do people always ask us? And we realized it's not that like, they don't typically ask what's your opinion on this. Like, that's not what we get asked all the time. Bridget, what do you always get asked on your YouTube channel? How do you do it all? How do you manage to teach and have kids and uh, have YouTube and have products and have everything? How do you manage to do it all? And so we thought that this could be the center of what our podcast um, was around. Now, we're going to be a little bit vulnerable with you for a moment, okay? This is something that we haven't talked about and we don't really talk about, but we feel as though it's important to share with all of you because you are our family. Um, We had a previous business and we had a business with a third person that we're not going to name. There's no point in doing it. Um, And the business was called Upgrade Ed. Now we loved what we were doing with that business, but unfortunately it ended up not working out. That third person ended up dropping out of the business probably about mid-November. We were just getting ready to launch like a, a second part to something there was a lot kind of going on with it. Uh, We were calling each other. I just remember like when we had found out, we found out through like Zoom, (laughs) through Skype, because we are, we all live in different places. Um, And I just remember calling Michelle and just being really upset. And it was this feeling of like, man, we, we failed. Like we truly had this like great vision for something. We thought we were going to do great things. And it didn't end up working out. Yeah. And I remember that experience. I mean, so clearly 
I think it took both of us by surprise. I'm not going to say we didn't see it coming at all. I think we both were kind of like, yeah, yeah. I, I could see this happening. But I don't think we thought it was actually going to happen and it wasn't going to happen that quickly. I mean, literally, we all jumped on a Skype call together of like, hey, let's plan out this thing. And literally, they were just like, yeah, I don't think I can continue. And that was it. Like, it, it was a very sudden, like, yeah. peace. You know, I, I'm no longer a part of this. And so literally, I remember um, that person got off the Skype call and I literally just broke down crying because I felt like we had failed and I felt like we were like hung to dry. Honestly, it was almost like a slap in the face because the reality is through this business, we had stuff that we were paying for, expensive stuff. Like I'm talking several hundred dollars every month that we had to put out. And suddenly this person was just like, yep, see ya. And it was all on us. And that was a scary feeling. And guys, we wanted want you to know that starting a business, because this is what it is. It's a business. We have to treat it as though it is a business. It is a real business. It's not easy. There are so many different moving parts. There are so many different expenses that we have on us that we're pushing out in hopes that this is going to be successful, in hopes that it's going to help other people, but also that we're going to get what we put in in return. Um, because if not, then we're taking a loss. We're spending money to do something, you know that it just doesn't work out for you. So you're putting time, effort, money. I'm spending time away from my kids um, to want to pursue this because I love it. You know, I enjoy it, but you also want it to be profitable in some way. So it's it's not easy running a business at all. No. And when something like this happens, you know, we had a lot of, of different directions we could go. And I know initially we were like, well, we're going to continue. And then we quickly realized, you know what? We can't. Yeah. We had to completely scrap it and basically just shut everything down because the reality is we didn't want it to come back and bite us. And with stuff like this, especially if you don't have things in writing, I mean, that person who dropped out could very easily come back when we're successful and be like, well, hey, you owe me this and that. And I was right. a part of this. And we just wanted to completely like not even have that be an option. We're like, you know what? Fine. They decided they don't want to be a part of it. We kind of used it as our motivation. It's like, look, we're going to scrap this because we need to protect ourselves and make sure there's nothing they can come back and take from us. But you know what? We're going to shift gears and we're going to create something even better together because Bridget and I still like I trust her 100 percent as a partner and I still wanted to be able to continue doing business with her because I loved working with her and I trusted her and I know she's going to put every ounce into it just like I am. She's going to work hard and therefore I want to work with her. I don't want to work with someone who's going to put in half the effort as me. Right. So I knew like I still want to do something with her. And then, boom. I mean, boom. <laughs> it was done. Guys, this was like a month and a half. Let me tell you, like we were like busy bees. We started coming up with ideas and we asked yourself, all right, what are we good at? Okay, now Michelle's a little bit better at it than I am. Would I'm going to be honest. It? No. <laughs> but here's what we came up with. We're good at organization, productivity, time management. It's the things that we always found that we were talking about on our channel. It's what we were constantly being asked. So we wanted to kind of revolve everything around it. And bada boom, bada boom, Teaching on the Double was born. Yeah. So this other business venture ended mid-November. 
And as you know, we put out our first podcast. It was like the trailer episode on December 31st. So this was a six week time where literally we started this whole business together. We decided we're going to center it around organization, productivity, and time management. And we decided we wanted our business to have one name and then our podcast to have a separate name. So we started with like our business name. And obviously after we decided like all the kind of turning pieces of like what we wanted to focus on and who we were really centering our our content for, we were like, okay, we need a name. That's the fun part, right? And I don't I remember, know. That's not fun. I didn't enjoy uh, that. <laughs> it was. It was so stressful because it's like naming a child. I mean, it's it really, really is. And we threw out so many names and none of them were really sticking. And then I remember having the idea of, okay, there's two of us, two of us. Okay, double. And I was like, ooh, if you say on the double, it's like a play on words because it's there's two of us. And then on the double means like getting things done faster. So I was like, hey, teaching on the double, like double because there's two and we're doing stuff faster. Um, so I proposed that and I, you know, we liked it. So Loved it. then we decided on a name of the podcast. And who do we have to credit for this? <laughs> Guys. We got to credit Billy for this one. He came up with this name. I, he is really good at coming up with names. He also came up with Upgrade Ed. Yeah, he did. Didn't and he? he never lets us forget it either. No. He's constantly like, oh, and who one. named that? Yeah, it was a really good one. And so once we had that name, we started looking at, you know, ordering podcast equipment. Guys, I love spending me some money. <laughs> I love spending money on technology in general. And so for me, that's what that was the really fun part. So we started. Um, looking at podcast equipment and we started kind of doing our research and my husband is really into anything technology wise and so he started kind of getting like digging really deep into what really works for the tech that we're going to end up needing and we purchased all of the equipment and that was in December like we got it pretty quick didn't we I was going to say, I think we ordered it on Black Friday. I think that's when we did a lot of our shopping. Yeah, because we were like, hey, you know what? Let's take advantage of this. And so I think a lot of it came in early December. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, So our equipment came. I think we all we had it all ordered to Bridget's house. Um, And then we decided, okay, we need to record our first batch of episodes because, yeah, we batch things. We typically record like four or five episodes at a time, like a full month's (laughs) episodes. (laughs) I, I know I'm why you're laughing. I'm already laughing. I'm already laughing at this. Cause. Y'all, so basically winter break came. And at the beginning of winter break, I traveled to Bridget's house. Again, this was pre-COVID. It was a weekend. Like yep. literally two days, guys. Because I had to go to, I was going to Nevada. Yeah. I was leaving. So we got together and we're like, okay, we're going to take out all this equipment from the boxes and we're going to record episodes. We were so bad. <laughs> so bad. Awful. When we first started, I remember like sitting, you know, Bridget's on one side of the table, I'm on the other, and we've got like all this official equipment. Yeah. And we were recording stuff, and Trent, meanwhile, was like listening to it, and he's just like, this sucks. You all suck. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, we needed him, though, to be that brutally honest we with did. us. We did. We really did. The thing is, you know, YouTube kind of is the same thing. I would say when we both started yeah. YouTube, you're kind of oh very robotic, and you're like going so through bad. the motions. 
Yeah. And it doesn't sound natural because it's new, but the longer you do it, you start to get into the flow of it and things sound more natural. And that was the same thing with podcasting. When we first started, it was very robotic. You all know that little thing that we say at the very beginning of every episode where you're like, we are your host, Michelle Frey and Bridges Backman, and we are yeah. here to make your life easier by helping you master. Like we scripted that out. And I still love that intro. Like I, yeah, every same. time I say it, I feel I so too. happy. <laughs> but I do too. When we first started, it was like, we are your hosts, Michelle Frey and Bridget. Like, it was so awkward. So it was, awkward. It was not natural at all. Uh, and I just specifically remember, like, we had lots of audio issues as well. So that's another thing, guys, that you don't really understand. Like, making it sound the way that it does does not happen by itself. Like the equipment, you don't just connect it and then poof, it sounds beautiful. Like you have to figure out and learn how to use all of the equipment, which was kind of a pain. I'm not going to lie. Like we had static, our audios were like totally different. We spent, I think it was almost two hours. Was it two or three hours on that first episode? I mean, that was the whole first night. Like we literally spent just that time getting the equipment set up. As Bridget mentioned, like audio levels, I talk a lot louder than Bridget does. So we've had to really play with our audio levels in order to get them to be about the same. There were so many episodes where we would record it and it was like I was yelling and Bridget is like a soft little mouse in the background. I know. Well, it's so awkward. And Trent also talked a lot about about just the way that our voices are and just Mm -hmm. our vocal. Like, I think I have more of that deeper where I feel like you're more higher pitched. I don't know. Um, But we talked about that too. And that like all of these things play so many roles into like how, how it all ends up coming out at the very, very end of it. So we were trying to figure out like our flow. We were also trying to figure out how to use the equipment and guys figuring out the flow going back and forth. Um, that's challenging. Like, I, I think we've gotten so much better about it and we've gotten better about not interrupting one another as well, which was another really challenge too, because we both have so many things to say. I feel like we, we have like a, a many, like so many things like happening in our brains, like as we're listening to one another and we're like, oh yeah, I want to say this. I want to say this. And so you start to interrupt one another. And I think we've gotten so much better with that as well. <laughs> or at least fixing it in the editing. So it doesn't seem like we're interrupting each Amen. other, but I think it was easier when we were in person. And obviously, because of COVID, we're now doing all of this remotely. We're going to come back to that later in the episode and kind of talk about the challenges with Mm -hmm. that. But it's definitely been something that we've had to learn and grow and develop over the past year. But the reality is, like, we were having so much fun. It was like this dream. You know, we had always said, like, let's have a podcast together. And it's like we were birthing a baby together. Yeah, and we definitely were. But you know what else I felt? I felt like podcasting felt so much more grown up. Yeah. Do you know I, what I, I see mean? What you mean? Like sometimes I feel like YouTube it tends to be like a very young space. Like, yeah, I watch like probably a lot of older people. Like you have like your Casey Neistat, you have the um like a bunch of like the people who are like professional like cinematographers like mm-hmm. that are on YouTube that are older, but it still tends to be a very young space. And I think that podcasting is so much more of a mature grown up. I don't know. That's just how I view it. Yeah, I I agree. I know what you mean. Um, And it's just a different platform in comparison to YouTube. You know, being able, I feel like with YouTube, when you start a video, if it's 
going over, you know, tech tips. You expect it to just have tech tips. Whereas podcasting, I feel like it's more acceptable to kind of throw in these things and go on tangents. And that's very much what we do. (laughs) But basically, we recorded over that session. Bridget, you know, went off to Nevada and then we were like editing episodes. We kind of had to decide on also the responsibilities that we each were going to have. So we decided I was going to do the editing of the podcast and then Bridget was going to take care of getting it actually uploaded into, you know, our platform or whatever for the podcast and then have it shared out on the website and whatnot. We had to kind of decide on those. But then literally it was like a week later, we had our trailer go up and then our first episode went up after the beginning of the year. And it, it was yeah. a very good feeling. <laughs> there was know. a lot of things that were kind of happening in that background in that very first month because we had to get our website up. So that was another thing, like getting our website up and figuring out how to use <laughs> how to use that and how to develop a website on our own because we we had spent all of our money on our podcast equipment that we couldn't afford to like go all out and like hire somebody to to build a website. So because we kind of had to put a budget on ourselves. Let's just be real. Like we couldn't just spend anything. It was also the holidays and you're like, oh my God, I'm spending so much money on this podcast equipment. So we didn't do the, we didn't hire somebody to build our website. We built it ourselves. And so we're learning how to build websites. You know, we're subscribing to all of these things like Podbean is what we use to be able to upload all of our our episodes in. But then we also needed to figure out how to connect it and how to make sure that we could get on Apple and how could we figure out how to get on um, like all of the other platforms that are out there. There were so many different moving pieces to it and it was just we were busy. (laughs) Yeah, it was busy, but it was so exciting. Like I felt like I had this like energy about it. Like I was just so, so ready to do it. I don't know. Yeah. And you mentioned the whole, you know, spending money on equipment and all that. I just want to touch on that for a second because I feel like people sometimes don't realize, like, again, this is an investment. This is something where we spent well over a thousand dollars for my memory on all of the equipment. And like, this is coming out of our pocket. And this was us taking a chance and saying, you know what? this could be something. And let's hit on this for a second. Most podcasts you listen to have ads, right? A majority of them have ads. And that's how the podcasters make money. You may have noticed we have not had any ads on our podcast. It's been a year. We haven't had a single ad besides us like plugging things that we've done, but we have not worked with any companies to have ads. And the reason is we truly want this to be a platform where you don't feel like, you know, oh, they're just trying to make money. But we will plug things that we're creating for you all to buy, like our planners or our live event or sweatshirts and whatnot. And honestly, that's the only way we're trying to get money back for all of the money we have put out for the podcast. Um, But we feel more comfortable creating something like us together to give to you all for you to buy versus like pulling in other companies to sell their stuff. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, and like, you know, the planner we will kind of come back to that, I think later on again, but like that was another love child where we spent so much time on yeah. that. And so it, those of you who have bought our planner, we are so incredibly grateful because that is what truly is giving back to us. You know, we, we so appreciate you being willing to purchase that planner because it's something we poured our hearts out into and spent so yeah. much time developing. No, definitely. So 
being on a pod being on a podcast it's way less pressure than being on youtube which was so much better because i think a lot of people are probably curious well why did you guys do a, a a podcast versus doing a youtube channel because we're already on youtube and i think it's just that combination of it was less pressure um and then we we also knew that we wanted something different i think we were you know you start to kind of get burnt out for being on youtube for so many years that you're ready just to try something different and something new and so this was an really great opportunity for us to be able to do that. And then uh, probably how long was it? Do you think it was like six or seven, maybe eight months, eight months, right? Because it was over July when we started thinking about the planner. Okay. I was like, I don't know where you're going with this. Yeah. Sorry. It was over the month of July, right? So it was seven months. Yes. Yes. So I remember for those of you guys who didn't know, I love planners. I've always been a planner girl. I've been a planner girl since I've been in Alabama. Like it's just what I was attracted to on YouTube from the very beginning. And so it's something that I've always done. I started with paper and then I moved to to Pennsylvania and we have iPads and then I became a digital planner girl. And I have started to make a very big shift in my own personal business. So Michelle and I have a business together, but we have personal businesses. She has pocket full of primary. I have the lettered classroom. And so I was making a really big shift this past year with the lettered classroom. And one of the things that I just couldn't keep up anymore was my digital planner because I was being pulled in so many different directions. So many people ask, how do we do it all? We don't because we choose certain things and we let go of other things. And the digital planner was one of those that I was feeling like I just needed to let go. And then all of a sudden, I remember we were on our trip. We were going on a vacation. Um, We had rented like a beach house. Yes, this was during COVID, but we had like all the measures. We had checked everything. So we were going on a trip for as a family. We just needed to get away. And so um, I remember like stopping and I remember calling Michelle like in one of these weird spots. And I said, I don't want you to shoot it down. I don't want you to say yes. I just want you to think about it. I was like, what if I took that planner and I transferred it over to teaching on the double and we did it together and we just started to kind of create this together. It fits because we talk about planning, we talk about organizing, we talk about all of this, and then I can hopefully not have as much work on us, but then we also have something that we're doing and building together. Um, And you tell them what you told me. I mean, when you first threw the idea, obviously I was excited because I'm like, yes, it does fit in so closely with what we do, but I was very hesitant to agree because, in my mind, this planner was like Bridget's baby. And it's almost like she was asking me to like adopt her baby with her. Right. Yeah. And I I had previously created my own like lesson planner. I hadn't gone into the digital because that kind of scared me a little bit. Um, even though I am tech savvy, it just scared me. And I had seen Bridget, you know, putting out this planner year after year. And I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure you want to meld this into something we both do? Cause this is like your child. And you know, the more we talked about it, I knew that she, like, that's what she wanted. And I think I understood that, you know what, this is going to take some of the pressure off from her because this is something very, very time consuming. Creating these planners takes so much time. And I understood Bridget was making that shift in her business. And I realized, hey, not only is this an opportunity for us to grow together, but it's also going to help her out. And 
I also felt like I had things I could bring to the table. You know, Bridget had the the foundation of the planner and how it all worked and how to create the links and everything else. And I felt like I had a lot of ideas design-wise of how we could really make it something that was more us. And so we spent, oh my gosh, so many oh, weeks very on this. Long time. A very long time. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a beast because when we first were putting this out, we were creating what eight different planners at once. Yeah. Eight. Be- yeah. Because you we had have- Google Drive and mm-hmm. you have the iPad and then we had different layouts for each one. Yep. Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. So we had Google Slides and PDF. We had landscape and portrait. And then we had 2021. So it was from July to June. And then we had 2021 as a single year. So January to December. And we had all the different combinations of that. And it was a lot. I remember we were pulling our hair out during that time, but now I am so stinking proud of what we've created because we really had this vision for it. And there are so many digital planners out there. Let's just be realistic. Yeah. But no one else creates a planner exactly like us. And I love that it has all of the templates that we reference. It's very simple. So it's not like cluttered with, oh, it's cutesy and it has fonts you can't read. Like it's very simple and I feel like it's just effective to use. And I'm just so proud of what we've created with that. And I think what was so great about it was that we were able to bring I kind of had ideas for things that I had collected over the years that I really knew that I wanted to incorporate into the planner and that I had already kind of built inside of that planner, right? Because um, we started, I started doing the checklist that I really loved. Like I had the beginning of the year, the end of the year and all of these other pieces. But then you brought such a different way of thinking about how to incorporate other pieces that I had never thought about before, how to organize it and how to structure other pieces before. And we really knew that something that we believe in, both of us, is that we want to keep it simple. We are all about keeping things simple, but we also wanted to really integrate everything that we talk about on this podcast into that planner. So it was just, it was a great collaborative experience. It was stressful because it was also right at the very beginning of the year. And I remember like starting school and I'm like, ah, I have to finish getting the links together um, and getting it up on the website and making sure all of it was going. But it was definitely well worth it. And I'm so happy that we ended up deciding to do it. Yeah. So now that we've had all those warm and fuzzies of the things that we've loved, you know, we mentioned it's less pressure than YouTube. We created the planner. Bridget and I have grown so much closer together. I mean, truly, we talk on the phone every single day. She is my best friend. Um, Billy always jokes. (laughs) I don't think I've told you this, Bridget. He's always like, are you sure you shouldn't have just married Bridget because you like (laughs) talk about her all the time? And (laughs) but truly, like, I am so grateful for our friendship that has come out of this. Whenever we share tips and things through our podcast, I feel like it continually pushes us to be the best that we can in our practice. And we connect with all of you and hear how our tips have impacted your lives. And like, it's so magical. Bridget is now raising her hand over Skype to let me know she has something to say. Bridget, go ahead. So I know that we've said this to one another before, but I think, you know, being a creative and something that I don't think a lot of people really think about being somebody that's creative and is still teaching, like you're in the classroom doing it every day. You've got the hustle, but you've got so many other things. Sometimes it can feel a little lonely. Yep. Um, you don't really feel like you connect as well with all the other teachers that are in your school because you have this other part of your life that no one else understands. 
And having Michelle has been like the thing that kind of pulled it all together. She understands the business. She understands YouTube. She understands that side hustle. She understands the teaching, the real life, all of it. She gets all of those pieces. And so finding somebody like her to be able to not only share in this journey, but also to have in my life personally has just been a really, a really great thing. Yeah, I agree. Being able to have that connection with someone who gets it and you know, I, I tell Billy this and I mean it lovingly as much as I love to talk to him about things, he doesn't always fully understand it because he's not doing what I'm doing. And even though he sees a lot of it and he sees the background and he has a, such a big appreciation for what I do, sometimes when I'm wanting to rant about something, whether it's business related, school related, whatever, it's like he's not going to fully understand it the way that Bridget is. And I'm just so grateful to be able to have her in my life and be able to collaborate with her and create things that never existed. Like, yeah, we now have a year worth of podcast episodes that never would have existed in the world if we had not come together and created it. We now have a digital planner that would not have existed in the world if we had not come together and collaborated on it. So yeah. I'm just so grateful for that. Uh, but the reality is, as much as those are wonderful things that have come out of it, not everything has been that smooth. And there have been a lot of challenges that we've had to kind of overcome. So yeah, let's absolutely. talk about that. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the biggest thing is that it's time consuming. Guys, running a business is very time consuming. We meet about four to five times a month for about two to three hours each time. So that's a long time. I mean, she's taking time away from her day. I'm taking time away from my day. We're taking time away from our families and we're having to work together. But then on top of that, not only do we have this time that we're doing things together, but we're also doing things separate. You know, like I, we have, like we mentioned that we have like different parts to our jobs. Like we have those other pieces. So I make sure that I write out the outline, their show notes, and I have to make sure everything's up on the website. And I do some of these other pieces. Whereas Michelle does a little bit more of the creative side of it because I just don't feel like I'm as good as that as she is. And so she brings that element to, to what we do. Um, and I kind of handle more of like, I feel like I'm like the paper person. Like I'm the business, like I handle the finances and all of the other junk. <laughs> like I do that size where she's the more of the creative and just has that part of it. That's just really fun, but she's really, really good at it. So we're spending a lot of time away from everything else that we need to be doing. Yeah. And, and a it's, lot of that, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, and not only are we doing this business, but we each then have our own individual businesses that we're doing. Mm -hmm. I'm running Pocketful Primary. She's running the Letter Classroom and we're still in the classroom teaching. So it has been a lot on our plate over the past year. Yeah, definitely. And before she would come to my house, we would take a weekend every single month and where she would come over. And um, it was always fun for me just because I really loved hosting, hostessing. And I really loved to just to have Michelle here. It was like I was having a sleepover with my best friend, but we would record podcasts in a weekend. And so that would be more time that she was taking away from Billy, away from her place. And I know a lot of you are probably saying, well, why didn't you go to her house? because I'm allergic to cats and unfortunately I can't do that. So like I get severe like hives and red swollen face, like it's just not attractive and I would not be able to talk at all. 
So we were doing this whole like monthly trip together in order to record for the month of December, January, February. And then come March is when, okay, we can't do this anymore because of COVID. We have to shift gears and we have to figure out how to do this remotely. So that was a whole learning experience in and of itself. I mean, we had to figure out suddenly like, okay, how do we each record a podcast while using Skype, like how do we do this? And I'll kind of just tell you all, basically we run Skype so that we can see each other and hear what the other person is saying, but then we are each recording ourselves individually. And then I have to take the two files and match up the audio. And there also end up being all these awkward moments like we just had, you all don't even know because I pieced together the audio, but my interface, which basically is like the piece in between the microphone and the computer. So the microphone plugs into the interface and then the interface plugs into the computer. Um, I think mine is like defective or something, but it will randomly disconnect from my computer and it won't reconnect for like a solid two minutes. So all of a sudden I will lose audio. I can't hear anything Bridget's saying. I have to like use hand signals to tell her, hey, I can't hear. And then we have to like pause. I get it to reconnect and then I have to piece the audio back together. So we have those like technology issues that end up happening. Um, I also remember at the very beginning, we suddenly, you know, because we're doing this remotely, I have to have good internet connection to be able yeah. to run Skype. And we realized I was originally recording in my basement and the internet connection was not strong enough to be able to run Skype. So do you remember that episode when we were trying to record and I was having to run like the speed test to figure out how fast my internet was going. And yeah. I was like going to different areas of my house to figure out where it was fastest. And I ended up having to sit right by my router. So I had to move a table, move all the equipment there in order to record these episodes. It was absolutely insane. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of work. And I think we've gotten to the point now where we have a really good system for how we end up doing this. But I do think it adds more work because before we were able to kind of have it all go on the same file. And so there was no really no matching. So when we had finished recording an episode, like it was pretty much done. Like we didn't really have to do much to it. Now, you know, Michelle has to do so much extra work with just ensuring that, you know, the pauses are already cut out that all of those other pieces where we would have done that while we were recording. So it's very different. Um, I will say that I'm going to kind of go back to another mushy moment. And I want to address something that I know a lot of people are probably thinking. You're probably wondering, how is it that you guys always work together? Do you ever disagree? Yeah. We absolutely disagree yep. on things like there have been times where we did not see eye to eye. And so we had to kind of learn to develop skills and not get ticked off at one another. We were grown adults. We hashed it out. We were able to get right back on it. We've had our moments where we had to take breaks from one another and that's okay. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. Like we have to have our space. We are human beings. But what's so great is that we accept that of one another. We know that we are not perfect individuals. There have been times where I feel like as I feel as though I have really slacked on my responsibilities. And unfortunately, Michelle had to like pick up the slack for me. And there have been other times where I have done things to really help Michelle out if she was having a really hard time or was going through different moments. So we do that because we know that it's not all sunshine and rainbows. And, it, you know, we're going to have our hard patches and we're going to disagree with certain things but we move on. We get over it. 
that's what we do. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to make the comparison and I already kind of mentioned what Billy had said before. It's like a marriage. I mean, mm-hmm. truly, it's that like give and take. And I think the foundation of a good marriage is trust. And I'm going to go back to what I said before, why I knew I wanted to go into this with Bridget is because I could fully trust her. And I knew that if I needed to, you know, take some of the responsibilities, I knew she would give it back in other moments. And I knew that she was going to work just as hard as at this as I would. And therefore, you know, I don't mind picking up some of the slack because I know when I need her to do the same for me, she's going to be there and she's going to do it. And we just understand that about each other. So um, one other small challenge I just want to hit on before we end is the equipment. We mentioned, obviously, the equipment costs money. But then you have to store all of it. And y'all need to understand, (laughs) we also have a ton of equipment because of YouTube. We have cameras and lighting and tripods and microphones and all of this equipment. And it takes up space. It's chunky. It does. does. Do you know that song? Bruno Mars? Okay. No. Anyway, um, it (laughs) takes up a lot of space. And back in the day when I used to actually travel to Bridget's house, I had to pack up all of the podcast equipment. So picture we have these like big chunky microphones and then they're in like this casing thing to make sure they don't move around. And then you have the big podcast arm that like hooks onto a table. You have all of the wires, you have the interface. I have to bring all of that with me in order to go to our house to use it for a few hours and then pack it all up and bring it back home. (laughs) Like it was a lot. Now I feel like whenever you do end up purchasing a house, it's going to get so much better for you because you do, like I said, she does have a ton of equipment and I like when my older son, who is like a teenager at this point, like he lives in the basement now, like he is the basement kid. And he's totally happy with that because he ends up staying, staying up super late playing his video games. And I let him because I feel like I just let, I don't want to argue that. You know what I mean? So I have like a nice little office where I have everything like pre-positioned and I have like all this like crazy gadget stuff. So definitely I think for her, whenever she gets a house, it's going to end up getting better. Yeah. I mean, the issue is our townhouse. um, If you look at the square footage of our townhouse, it seems really big, but the problem is most of that space is in the basement. And Mm -hmm. as I have found, I can't podcast record in the basement because the internet connection isn't good. Plus currently we do not have electricity down there, so I really can't (laughs) record. Um, But (laughs) upstairs we have like extra bedrooms. One of them is the office and that's where I'm doing all the virtual teaching. The other one is a room that Billy has basically given to me and it's where I have like, it's where I get ready in the morning. It's where I have my paper cutter and my laminator. And it's now where I do my podcast recording and store my YouTube equipment. But the issue is the bedrooms are very, very tiny, like I was very tiny. Say, yeah, they are really, really small. They look that way for sure. Yeah. So it just it gets crowded and it's just another, you know, challenge we've had to overcome. But, you know, regardless of all of those things that we've gone through, I feel like this past year has been amazing. And that's yeah. a lot considering how 2020 has been. Like, that's me saying a lot. You know? I know. I know. 2020 has not been the best. But for us, for, for teaching on the double, it definitely has been. Now, there are even bigger things that are coming for 2021. Um, one, we hope it's just better all, all around. 
in so many other ways. But we're going to have more podcast episodes every single week. We're going to be coming out with one. You guys know it. We're going to have that coming for you. Um, we're hoping to hold our live event. And some of this information is going to come soon as, to, as as we're finding, you know, restrictions and looking more into that type of piece. But we are wanting to hold our live event in person. Um, and we have new products that are going to be coming to be able to help you guys out in so many other ways. So we're excited to be able to share those products with all of you. Yeah, we really hope you all have enjoyed this episode and just reflecting on the experience with us because again, you are part of our top teacher family and we are so incredibly grateful for you. Just a couple of reminders, you know, we plug them at the end of every episode. You can grab our 2021 digital teacher planner on our website, teachingonthedouble.com slash store. Hopefully now you understand how much blood, sweat, and tears went into that digital planner. And we really hope that it is something that will help you be able to live your best life and be able to better find that work-life balance. While you're on our website, please submit your TSH. Let us know what your time-sucking hurdle is. Also, all the credit for Time Sucking Hurdle goes to Bridget. That was something she came up with. Oh, it was Trent. It was Trent. (gasps) I didn't know that. He said that. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Well, if you submit your TSH. Sorry. I love that our husbands had a hand at putting this all together. Oh, yeah. It's great. They've played a big role in it. I mean, there's so much behind the scenes that you all don't even see. But while you're on our website, if you do submit your TSH, you have a chance to be featured in a future podcast episode. We would also love for you to leave a review on iTunes. This could be like your one-year anniversary present to us. Leave us a review. Let us know how much we have helped you and what your favorite parts are, what your favorite episode has been, because it brings a huge smile to our face. And until next time, be timely. Stay organized and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.